Hi, how you doing? We're back and we're ready for it all over again. Um, St. Petersburg Troll Factories. Yeah, yeah, Interference. So. Not providing the tech support that they, they should do to their employees. I know, shocking behaviour, yeah. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, What's Chris? It? Well, we know who the hard left are. <laughs> the, the, the ascendancy within the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right right wing. Printing money, nationalisation, without compensation, hard left wing threats and stuff that didn't happen yeah okay so like we were gonna do a politics chat in fact our first politics chat of the season isn't out yet but Disso's editing it yeah and um, we planned to do a chat on what was going on in the so-called people's vote campaign the, hate, <laughs> the hated failing joke of an organization yeah uh, the pe people's vote They've had some kind of bitter factional splits. The Roland Rudd fucking let's destroy the left wing of the People's Vote campaign mm -hmm. uh, has been clashing with those who are like apparently primarily concerned with stopping Brexit or some shit. I don't know. I've not, I've not seen any yeah. evidence of that in the Remain campaign. I assumed it was just all focused on destroying the left. But um, so, so it has been reported that Roland Rudd, Amber Rudd's brother who's a big businessman, wants a new pro-market party, but he locked Tom Baldwin, the former Miliband advisor, out of the offices and stuff and <laughs> revoked his pass. Yeah, yeah. I think basically what's happened is they've heard we were planning on discussing their campaign and they've thought, <laughs> fuck, they're on to us. Better get the purges in early, lads. <laughs> I think what's been interesting, obviously, that the People's Vote campaign has its various like sub campaigns, including OFOC, the weird, uh, the weird oh, yeah. youth one, and, and and all this. And obviously, what's been really noticeable is that Femi's just carried on doing his thing of just like relentlessly punching left and bigging up every <laughs> mediocre moderate Tory and you know pro austerity Lib Dem going. Uh, it's like the whole. Everyone else is melting down one way or the other about what's happening to their campaign. And he's yeah. just carrying on with the grift. You know, the checks aren't bouncing yet. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, Femi, I mean, he tweeted today, uh, every MP, who to every MP who votes for a hashtag general election 2019 today, our country only has two real options. We leave with the PM's deal or we stay in the EU. A binary choice. Your decision to skew the result and therefore British history oh with God. first past the post and party politics with a superfluous capital P of both party and politics will not be forgotten. It's like, 
Shut the fuck up, you Tory cunt. Like, literally, I'm just, I was just so sick of this weird, glazed fucking robot bullshit from all these fucking uh, AstroTurf campaigners. It's so in fucking the transparent, movement, isn't it? You yeah. Know, they're always, the tone of this is like, oh, any MP who does or doesn't do this. But then when it's like anything they're remotely peeved about, like the Labour left about, they'll call out, you know, Corbyn and McDonald and so on by name. And yeah, mm. it's all this vague sort of, oh, any MP who doesn't do this. The only time they'll actually mention MPs that aren't on the left by name is when they're bigging them up, you know, be it yeah. Rory Stewart or, or whoever it is this week, you know. <laughs> Rory Stewart, who, who consistently this voting week... for Brexit. So you were giving us hope against, uh, against Brexit happening. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Every I mean, time. Yeah. Yeah, like Rory Stewart, who this week called a bunch of like very friendly and nice seeming black men gang am like minor gangsters yeah. or something like that. Um but yeah. for, for for no apparent reason they did not seem to be participating in organized crime. There was nothing to indicate that. But anyway, who will speak for Liberal Britain? This guy. <laughs> so Rory Stewart's standing down from Parliament, isn't he? He won't be running in this election. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, but he's running to be mayor of London, so we're not rid of yeah. him yet in political terms. Um, yeah, but we will be. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to win, obviously, but he might have just about enough of a profile to wreck one side or other, probably probably the, the right, despite yeah. Sadiq Khan hardly being a, a radical. But no. I'll just see, apparently Newsnight has opened like while we've been recording with the clip of Corbyn from after the last election where he's like, right, we're back and ready to go again. <laughs> open with that. I think nice. we're, we're actually, for good or ill, starting to have an influence on the wider culture. With, you know. The um, the the other IRA, the uh, Internet Research Agency, uh, are <laughs> getting busy on the computers. The, the less, the lesser IRA. <laughs> yeah, not the bad IRA though. No, we still got oh, give no, them the, no. the props they deserve. Yeah, I guess there's the elephant in the room here. The the uh, underlying um, thing. Of what we're saying is, and I'm I'm not planning to do much editing on this, by the way. So like the fact that I'm just like, uh, yeah, thing doesn't bode well. But basically, yeah, the elephant in the room is that a general election has been announced today. Fucking yeah, finally, we've finally got one. People are good at stalling, but I don't think we would have thought we were gonna have to wait two and a half years, given <laughs> the absolute state of the situation that Theresa May got herself in at the last uh, and election. And I've said before, you know, no, it's... No working majority to do anything, and that's been the case the whole time. They've done fuck <laughs> yeah. all. Two and, a, two half and a half years of that government just shows, basically, you know, the <clears throat> Liberal Centre's determination to keep a Labour government out at all costs. It's they, uh, they allowed, with this, like, fucking zombie government, that at one point, the shit prime minister got replaced by someone even worse and the government got even more extreme and right wing even though yeah. still an ineffective zombie government with no majority uh, in fact even an even smaller one than before but you know liberals basically were somehow able to turn the dial over to no look we can't change this there's no point in changing this changing this isn't going to do anything yeah. um and they somehow managed to get like despite this clearly being just like the elite in politics being terrified of a, 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 a move to the left of a yeah. radical left government they were somehow able to like persuade 
like about half the shadow cabinet in in the Labour Party. Sorry, not the Lib Dem shadow cabinet, which is not actually a shadow cabinet. <laughs> the Lib Dem um, shadow cabinet. I know. It's just a walking punchline. Yeah, but um, yeah, they they were somehow able to basically turn this into the consensus. But, but no, no, of course we shouldn't have a general election. A general election's not going to solve anything. You know, changing the government that's doing all the bad shit that's not going to do anything. Um, and it, to the point that it seemed like Labour would almost, you know, weren't going to vote for an election today. You had um, well, no, sorry, it wasn't the less. Well, you did also have the lesser Angela Smith. Dame Angela Smith, uh, leader of the L- Labour and the Lords, uh, you know, just a terrible right winger. Um, yeah. who, who, I mean, I doubt she's even got like good connections with the private water industry. Probably some other industries. She's probably but, got yeah. connections, very good ones in her local region, and nothing beyond, or, you know, or, or just stuff. Everything else falls <laughs> from that. Maybe you know? it's milk with her. She's she's a gates ally. Um, she's just an upgraded version of like the mediocre local councillor who's got his fingers in all the local housing pies. She's that on a yeah. slightly more successful <laughs> scale. Uh, well, yeah. Previously, slightly more successful. Not for much so longer. I, uh, I mean, yeah, big, big, like obviously, you know, big condolences to Dame Angela Smith for having to share a name with a democratically elected titan of politics. Or I will say, not she's not going to be democratically elected for much longer. That's for sure. No, um, and uh, but, I think a, a racist husband's uh, prospects are even worse. Oh yeah, well, Dawn Butler is just like you know publicly murdering him every to day. Her for he just relentlessly pursuing that. Because yeah. the journalists and and the the press and so on are quite happy to just ignore it and move on. Yeah, exactly. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. So I I was thinking of Angela Smith and the Lords, and I think she did say something like this. But it was actually Valerie Vaz, wasn't it, the leader of Labour? Yes. Uh, yeah. Le- yeah. Le- Labour speaker of what is she? She's leader of the Labour in the Commons or something like that. I or... believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. And that's a confusing title because obviously you have the leader of Labour who is also in the Commons, who is Jeremy Corbyn. But um, she's, she's shadow leader of the House of Commons. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that's it. Like just just for the people who may not be up on all this uh, terminology and stuff. But yeah, anyway, she it sounded like she was against a general election, uh, and, and obviously she's got kind of a pivotal role in organising Labour's MPs, but. No, in the end, they actually did vote for it, and there was a big, big, big majority for an election in the end, which, I mean, clearly, because it would have... It is not a good look to vote against an election, because you look like you're scared of an election, you don't want change, which everyone was well aware of in 2017, you know? Uh, No, actually, um, repeatedly refusing an election actually makes you look... Like you want to go into government. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of twelve-dimensional chess going on from all parties, really. Um, mm. Just the whole, you know, the changing on a daily basis. Which parties want an election, and which parties <laughs> vehemently oppose it. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that you? I swear, someone just said hello. I think I heard that as well. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is that Geraint's flatmate or something? No, no. Are we are we being haunted by you? <laughs> is it... Why did he just say hello and then stop talking? I don't... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah? Is this, is this a Halloween bit? Have you come as like the spectre of <laughs> communism or something? Like, what's, what's going on? The spectre of Yair is haunting real politics. 
<laughs> a, 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 what is it? A, a frightful hobgoblin. <laughs> yeah, I think that's me to be honest. But we've got the whole the whole uh, set of translations represented. <laughs> He's like, well, fuck these guys. <laughs> like, oh, I was expecting it would be like Tom. <laughs> Uh, I'd say he was expecting word for his dealer, but of course Yair buys weed legally. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he's just sitting there in silence, just like soaking up our confusion. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. These, these guys don't know what's hit him. He's getting a taste of the experience our readers have every time we drop an episode. I like it. Just sort of <laughs> sat in silent bafflement. <laughs> the real quality well, of the experience. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he hasn't messaged me uh, to say, uh, dude, I'm talking, but I can't hear you. Um, So, yeah, I guess we'll have to... um... Fuck was that? Are you you still hearing stuff? I didn't didn't really catch anything, man. Sounds like someone's fucking having a wank. Just like... (laughs) What the fuck? And now I can hear myself say. Yeah, that was that was like that was just feedback. That was. Alright, I can hear you now. Ah, oh, okay. there he is. Hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you just been hearing us basically heckling you for the last five minutes, man? <laughs> no, I've not heard you say anything. We, we heard oh, like wow, one okay. sentence from you, and then nothing. So we thought you just kind of haunted the call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just heard. We just heard really faintly, like hello. And then just nothing. That was it, yeah. <laughs> there was something going on with my headphones, I don't know what. Ah, have you heard the news? Uh, no, which news? There's <laughs> a noise going on. Does it sound like someone wanking? Because that would be the same noise I heard a minute ago. There was a film playing in the background on my computer. Uh, okay, right. what, what film? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh Embarrassed, eh? yeah, sickening, vile pornography. I imagine. Uh, <laughs> the speech on repeat. Heavily caveated answer. Sorry. It's just the the Mike Gapes speech on repeat. <laughs> milk Gapes. Wait, why is it just this purple guy yelling about milk? I wanted something obscene. <laughs> that, that's the only thing I watch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. The news, like we got some. We it's pretty cool that we can break this to you because we've got some pretty big news. Go ahead. Owen yeah. Smith has defected to ISIS. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, after three years after uh, advocating talks with them, Owen Smith has decided he would like to talk to them all day, every day. Mm-hmm. In the writing was on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> it was. No, Yair, a general election's been called. Oh, okay. <laughs> Finally, I just gave up paying attention to the news because I thought it wasn't going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with, like the last time we all did a politics episode, I think we were talking about like, oh yeah, general election is going to happen any day now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing I've registered to vote then. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. very, very good. When's the date set for? 12th of December. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we've got, I'd say, the rest of this month to uh, get out. Uh, no, not the rest of this month. I just realised the month is almost at an end. Okay, so the <laughs> next, I'd say, the next couple of weeks 
to finish pumping out our remaining non-election episodes, which we've got in the can. Yeah. Uh, so everything will need to be accelerated. Uh, all of these episodes will just vanish into uh, the uh, time. Uh, <laughs> and then I would say constant election content. Fucking keep it going non-stop. Bam, bam, bam. Fucking... Yeah. Until you get made official campaign manager for Corbyn, right? Yeah, man. Like, I don't know if Crazy Moose will manage that third album this year. <laughs> like, election takes precedent over all else. I'm I'm going to be haranguing Tom yeah. every day to make videos. <laughs> I'm going to be haranguing Disso every day to, to edit episodes. I'm going to be haranguing Yair just about personal grievances, really. Just, just kind of like... <laughs> Fuck you, etc. Yeah, it's. Uh... We're going to be haranguing Twitter support every week or so to get us to, to try and get our latest account unbanned and so on. Oh, God, yeah. All right, so I, I reckon there may be more oh, malicious no. suspensions on the way because there's going to be all the bitter fucking cunts whose lives we ruined in the last election <laughs> are going to really want. Uh, yeah, more we're going to beat that revenge. high score this time. I got to say, you know, but I'm I'm getting a bit hyped about all this. I'm just kind of <laughs> feeling like this is the election of you know jog on with your daft ideas. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Whenever I see these Tories, these Lib Dems, Mike Gapes, all the Change UK lot, like I'm just thinking, jog on with your daft <laughs> ideas. Quite right. I just want to know who in Corbyn's office is, is pushing him in this lightly drill-influenced direction, because it works. It's brilliant, you know? Think, yeah, it's, it's excellent. I think someone's actually shown him Disso's Parliament memes, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. Look at the numbers on this as well, you know? Let's do it. Yeah, well, there, was, yeah. there was another well-phrased Corbyn tweet, which was, I mean, he's just been, his timeline is just that that first Labour video of the election over and over again, yeah. retweeted every major Labour figure. Uh, just uh, retweeting it one after the other. But yeah, I like Corbyn. Oh no, that's a different tweet. Uh, I think basically Jeremy Corbyn is going to be posting like hell for the next few weeks. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be very hard to keep track of Jeremy Corbyn's timeline because it's there will the, be yeah. fresh content on there every day. He's gonna make the case for never logging off. He's gonna be the, the first <laughs> prime minister that is unable to not be online at any given time. <laughs> I, all right it, it's not worked out too well in america but <laughs> it, it, right. it, for, for all his many many faults it's hard to, to fault trump's twitter game really shit poster essence that i think is actually that is fair yeah. Yeah, I think that, I, i'm looking forward to all the articles in the guardian about how corbyn should be suspended from twitter we need to, uh, oh, we need to this private corporation needs to crack down on extremist voices they are upon whom we depend. So something I'm not so optimistic about is that we're going to be going into the election with a terrible, terrible set of MPs. On the plus side, I think that they will have no presence in Labour's campaign, the bad MPs. It's true that they spent the last general election campaign wrecking, as documented in the new socialist piece, Vow of Silence, which which I did a little bit of the research for but was mainly i believe compiled by messrs toms 
Gann and Blackburn, but people can seek that out if they want a record of what the PLP did last time. Yeah. I think that there Seminal. is a case to be made, as people have made on this show before. I think Alex Nunn's made it, for example, that Labour would have won the last election if not for the fucking wrecker MPs. They were something like, what, like 2,000 votes? If they were spread around the right constituencies, or maybe I've right. slightly done that number t- uh, too low, but then if they'd have got those, Labour would have would have been able to form a government. So I think there will be a lot of wrecking from the PLP this time, especially as they've decided that it is morally upstanding to try and destroy their own party um, over the last couple of years. Um, However, I think the thing is that these people have marginalised themselves to such an extent that without the comfort of an incredibly partial media inviting people on simply because they are fiercely partisan opponents of the Labour leadership, which will still happen, don't get me wrong, I don't think these people will have the power that they do outside of an election cycle. The news shows will be obliged to invite people who support the leadership onto the television. Right. However... I don't know if people remember, but during the last election, all the old Blairites were touring the TV studios saying that Labour should focus their campaign entirely on Brexit. I think the same ghouls will be out again, and this time they will be advocating a Lib Dem vote. Do you remember how good the exit poll was when it dropped and they had all the fucking prick Blairites there ready to stick the knife in the second (laughs) it was announced Corbyn was going to lose 150 seats or whatever? Yeah. And they were all just sat there, <laughs> gritted teeth. Oh, well, you'd have to say that if that's reflected in the results, which it won't be, then fair play, <laughs> he's done very well there. Uh, lots of energy. You know? Yeah. It was just that all night, basically. People knew yeah. they had to pretend that they weren't going to stick a knife in further down the line. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. They were all kind of saying, oh, I was wrong about Corbyn. Was it not um, like Jack Straw and Alistair Campbell and people like that in? Like, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, they were all on the TV the night before, yeah. you know, that very night saying Labour's election strategy is completely wrong. They haven't <laughs> focused everything on Brexit. And Piling taking... up the votes in Islington North. Do you remember that? Whose quote was that? Again? Everyone. Every fucking tossed and nobody tells what to think. They all had the um, same... Li- I don't know who used it first, but they all thought it was brilliant. And they were like, you can't just keep piling up votes in Islington North or in Corbyn and Abbott's seats, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of borderline dog whistle stuff about certain regions yeah. of London as well, you know? <laughs> well, actually, I mean, there's been an echo of the last general election in that no sooner had the campaign taken off than there was a major leak to the Times, for some reason, yeah. from Labour HQ. Mm. Uh, I think it's fucking astonishing that there are people in Labour HQ who would ever conscience leaking anything to a vile fucking racist transphobic fucking Tory rag like the fucking times I think that's disgraceful whoever did that I don't care if they're on team Corbyn and they wanted to show how good the plan is or whatever give it to a liberal melt if you must you do not fucking give it to some cunt at the times to fucking Rupert Murdoch's paper oh yeah Yeah. he's he's a great traditional supporter of like the Labour moderates isn't he you know so they leaked the election plan 
which I, th I thought seemed pretty decent. It only included like two designated Brexit days, which all the fucking melts went <laughs> absolutely ape about. But I think that's great. I'm slightly dreading the day which will be focused on the police and stuff because uh, you Please know just just be at least not like we've had our bluff called on that with the shit policy we had of x number of more cops the second the tories turned around and said yeah we're gonna bring in even more new cops yeah there's not even the argument that could work so i hope they've got <laughs> yeah. the fucking sense to ditch that because that's uh day 26 in the campaign crime and justice uh just before culture that's so they're, cool they're... events will have taken over that by then there'll be a million yeah. scandals to fight about hopefully that's not a case then of burying bad news but burying something more sensible that doesn't give the right-wing papers too much of a chance to go on the attack for it but... Yeah, well, I mean, last time the police policy was really at the centre of what Labour were doing in their in their campaign, you know? It was kind of like the big yeah. triangulation that offset sure. all the redistributive policies. Yeah. So it would be interesting if That's they... That's why I'm worried it's going to be broadly on. similar, at least, you know? You know how they say things are red meat for the Labour base? Yeah. This is like rancid, mouldy meat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. With, with, like, salmonella and E. coli or whatever you know, <laughs> mad cow disease. Uh, speaking of which, we'll have to talk about Ilford North in a second. But Sorry, Ilford South, isn't it? Fuck, how did I fucking fuck that up, man? Well, it's just really hard to remember which Ilford constituency has the Melt MP, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So obviously, <laughs> but actually, really yeah. doing people a disservice if you get the wrong one. <laughs> but um, actually, uh, after day 26 of the campaign, according to... The Sunday Times is Gabriel Pogrun. There's going to be day 27, the final slated day of the campaign, culture. So uh, what I... Um, so basically, I think that Labour's plan for the election is to wait till Tom Watson has locked himself away in his secret locked-drench <laughs> wank bunker and then just, like, stick a big cupboard on the outside of the door so he can't get out until day 27 of the campaign. And he's just forced to wank himself to pacification where where he, he, he comes out on the last day and he's just kind of all blissed out it's like man I, I really love drench but he's just so wanked out that he can't yeah. say anything negative about Corbyn uh, he goes in weird little I like the phases of the moon but for cunts <laughs> instead like I, I don't know <laughs> it's the wanking cycle again <laughs> basically is yeah he must he must do it for days on end and then have a, like a long hibernation or something <laughs> so I was, I was talking about how most shithead Mel MPs are going to be not even present to any extent in Labour's campaign um, yeah not sure how how President Watson will be. Uh, it's worth remembering that at the last election, he started off on very negative terms with the leadership. He'd been attacking them on television a lot, accusing John Landsman of trying to destroy the Labour Party, uh, so yeah, on and so yeah, on. Like, now, now you have revealed that. your plan, John. But then by the end, Watson was on very good terms with Corbyn and his team. So there could be you know, another reproachment here. Watson could be back on board for, you know, like two months until he starts yeah, just relentlessly briefing last. the press again. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've got to make sure not to make him too important in anything even if he's playing very nicely, because... <clears throat> yeah, I mean... It, it's a matter I, I of will, time. It's in his nature. Yeah. 
I will think if if they give Watson like another kind of big chance, like they may give him a even more senior cabinet brief. Because uh, like, look, I'm I'm fine with marginalising Tom Watson, but sticking culture till right on the very last day of a campaign. Yeah, I'm mm, not into they're, that. That yeah, to me is kind of in. They're not convinced he's going to still be on board either. So it's it, yeah. It, well, maybe he, yeah, he'll be a big old defection or something. We'll we'll have to see. It also indicates we if, if it's that late in it, we might still not get any fucking policies on culture, media, and sport well, from Tom it Watson. Just sh- yeah, sorry. I mean, it it just shows how Labour have just kind of shunted the brief off as yeah. a party compromise. It's very. I mean, it it really annoys me. To be honest, yeah. I think I you think can see why the initial appointment made sense to them because they've yeah. got to give him a shadow cabinet role. They literally have to, and that one seems to fit in with his interests and with issues. Yeah. He, he wasn't shit on. Well, but he's, he, he's he, gone shit he on loved... all the things he used to be good at, and he's yeah, not put exactly. any effort in at all. Yeah, like you'd think, oh, Tom Watson, he he loves music and he hates Rupert Murdoch. He might mm-hmm. be good in that role. Instead, like he's uh, been, you know, sticking up for Sky's rights to hold exclusive uh, oh, rights to fucking, fucking football prick. matches yeah. or something. It's yeah. got ratioed we, into the ground by every politically aware football fan. Like. Yeah, which is like <laughs> the the opposite of Labour football <laughs> policy <laughs> as set out by Corbyn. Absolute dickhead. He's yeah. obviously thought, right, you know, I, I've, I've split with Michael Dugger, I've not sided with him with the gambling lobby, which fair play to <laughs> taking the right side on that. Yeah. But he's thought, you know, look, I need to get invited to some of these big dudes. I need to be on board with some of the firms that have money to, to splash around a bit on, on policy influence. Yeah. How can I do that within my brief, you know, if I've alienated Music UK? <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. The sport, that's in my brief as well. I know fuck all about <laughs> it, but who's got money in that? Sky Sports, BT Sport, so on. Where are they getting that money from? From gambling firms, but we don't talk about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like you know, it, it it gives him another connection for if he does lose his seat. For example, you know, Tom Watson is in a hugely pro-Brexit constituency and has spent the last few months going ultra, ultra remain as a wedge issue against Corbyn. So yeah, good luck to him with that. But it it kind of reminds me of how uh, Chukarumuna is currently running in uh, the City of London seat, isn't he? And he's been doing the rounds, consorting with big business, as you would expect. And one of our friends said he's just trying to lick enough banker ass before he loses the seat that he can slip yep. into a kind of cushy little advisory job at some fucking bank or whatever after lot, the election. A lot of it about at the moment okay, across yeah. all parties, really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that City of London is not a competitive seat for the Lib Dems. Basically, what it looks like he's going to do is split the vote that Labour's candidate might get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a wrecking, yeah. a wrecking candidacy, which is, you know, to be fair, extremely in the Typical. spirit of the party he's joined. Quite high on the list here, we've got John Mann. Oh, yeah, Lord John Mann. Yeah, so he, he has today entered the Lords because the election's been called, so he's he's obviously announced previously... <laughs> That when that happens, he's not going to stand as an MP again. He's going to join the Lords. And obviously, he'd already been a bit embarrassed about that in the sense that he'd done loads of tweets before saying the Lords should be abolished and Labour weren't being radical <laughs> enough on it and so on. Mm. These tweets are all still up, so he gets ratioed like every time he tweets about it. And, yeah. and on day one now of him becoming a Lord, he has changed his Twitter at to Lord John Mann. 
<laughs> yeah, so now when God. you find his old tweets saying the House of Lords is disgraceful and should be abolished and everyone in it should be embarrassed and all this, it's from at Lord John Man. <laughs> Beautiful. He's yeah. uh, an interesting character, you know, he's, he's like, you know, a... Uh, an expert on on anti-Semitism now, despite having devoted a, a large amount of energy in his political career to smearing the Romani community. He's got a very nuanced uh, analysis of the Holocaust. You see, you know, he's a, he's able to, unlike most people who look at such things in these kind of extremist terms, um, Mr. Mann is able to say persecution of Jews in the Holocaust bad, persecution of travellers. And we he thinks the same about the communists as well, but uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of well, no. the lines on everything else he's ever said with that one. I um, love no. consistency, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And let's be real, he doesn't give a fuck about no. Jewish people. It's just I, because this, like this is a being few like... days after he said he had evidence of basically, I think he phrased it as like sexual misconduct from people high up in the Labour Party, and he yeah. was going to tell all soon. Not for the first time, he's admitting that he knows stuff about this uh, presumably he does but he's withholding it until the most politically expedient time he, he right. said he'd do that before with with yeah. anti-semitism evidence you know he well in fact he's done that before he, he waited until corbyn got in and then he released mm. like a, a dossier of evidence that actually a great number of the cases happened while ed Miliband was party leader um yeah <laughs> so he's saying on a, you know he's obviously bigging himself up as a great ally of the, the jewish people and i just kind of wonder how they feel about it that he's sitting on the misconduct he knows about until he can use it to damage someone and the same now obviously there is a a problem with sexual harassment across pretty much every party and the the political culture we have and again, oh, he's yeah. he's feigning to take it seriously for his own his own advantage, seemingly, and his own profile. So I mean, I think Man is probably a good opportunity to talk about some of the other kind of personnel changes that'll be in Parliament at this general election. Yes. So we mentioned briefly earlier, but unfortunately, the great negotiator, Mr. Owen Smith, the man who solved the Northern Irish peace process, mm-hmm. the man who could have solved. You know, it could have solved the, the, the whole ISIS thing. The man uh, who has beaten off him. more lads than maybe anyone else in, in parliamentary history. Now, he can really solve the whole ISIS thing by bringing his PR and lobbying skills, uh, which were on such fine display in the Labour Party in 2016, to, you know, solving the Middle East yeah. situation by helping ISIS win <laughs> do you think he's going to try and get in touch with isis by like waiting for a suspected terror attack and just ringing 999 and asking him to put him on a <laughs> yeah so smith has announced he's stepping down he's cited uh personal and political reasons in oh fuck so there's like it's basically a one paragraph letter that he sent to corbyn yeah. i'm sure corbyn filed it right away in the special filing yes. cabinet it is very, here's my week's notice for a job I despise, energy, you know? <laughs> it's like, fuck all, yeah, there's nothing in his fucking letter that isn't in his tweet. Uh, it's just personal and political reasons. <laughs> personal one being, I'm a massive cunt. Political reason being, I'm also uh, a fucking reactionary. I've got shit politics. Um, so sad that Owen Smith will no longer be in Parliament. We can kind of pull one out for yeah. him and his lobbyist past and uh, 
that you know include a little clip here of Diane Abbott just fucking laying into him on oh, uh, Radio Four back in the day. Beautiful clip. <laughs> Owen Smith has himself been criticised online a lot in the last few days following a story originally in the times about his work for Pfizer he used to work for them the, the drugs multinational is is that a legitimate part of the debate now do you think between him and Mr Corbyn well you know um it, party members will look at this issue I know Owen Smith say that says technically he wasn't a lobbyist but for practical purposes he was and party members will look at this issue because there's there's no issue closer to party members' hearts than the NHS. And, you know, the Tories... Know, he worked for a big, important health company. He didn't work to undermine the NHS. No, but he wasn't a scientist. He was a lobbyist. And, I mean, the Tories have had, have just had a former PR man stroke lobbyist as their leader, David Cameron. They've now moved beyond that. I don't believe... I mean, Owen Smith's a, you know, he's, he's a great bloke and so on, but I don't believe that someone whose history is being having been a special advisor and a pharmaceutical company lobbyist is going to infuse the base. But but why not? The thing about Diane Abbott is she... she in, when she's really pissed off at someone... She does the bare minimum to stay professional about it, but she doesn't really try and hide the contempt coming across in her voice and her phrasing, and it's always (laughs) good value. Just you can listen to that and know exactly what she thinks of Owen Smith, even though she's just saying, like, I don't think he's the best for the role or whatever, you know? Oh, well, well, my favourite thing she says about Owen Smith is that when she just goes, like, literally in about the space of a second while she's slagging him off, she goes... Yeah, 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 he's a great bloke and everything. And then just carries on, like, just laying into him for what a cunt he is. Uh, he's a great lad or whatever, but fuck off, Owen, yeah. I mean, Owen Smith's a, you know, he's, he's a great bloke and so on, but... What were Diane's quotes the other day? When this shit was going down, initially, when the, the whole thing was going on and nobody was sure if Labour were going to actually end up advocating a general election... Diane Abbott was quoted as saying, uh, she later denied this quote and posted what she actually claims to have said, but she was quoted as saying, the PLP were in the tea room and my office crying about an election, saying Jeremy should stand down in 2017. So frankly, the PLP can go fuck themselves. And Diane issued a tweet clarifying that what she'd actually said was, in the run-up to 2017 election, some Labour MPs were crying in my office in the tea room as if it's a fucking funeral, saying Jeremy should stand down. Then they all got re-elected with increased majorities. <laughs> what were you going to say? Fucking hell. Matt Ford, like, I, I don't know about you lot, but anytime I look at Twitter on my phone where I can't add block it, there was a point a couple of weeks ago where I had, like... Matt Ford promoting his tweets every time I logged on, right? <laughs> and I don't want to block him like I normally would with persistent advertisers because then I, I, I'd have to stop rinsing him in his replies, right? Yeah. It's an awkward balance. And the, the, it was like one clip of one really shit gag from his, his set. He was promoting it for like a, a good 10 days or whatever on a lot of people's feeds and it had like five replies, four of them calling him shit and stuff like that. And like <laughs> about 10 likes or something. Esteemed twitter and, and friend of the show dr robert zanz um oh, yeah yeah good account he's had another promoted tweet from matt Ford that is just the poster for his shit comedy show with <laughs> another bloody rewrite and uh... he's paid to put that on everyone's feed 
wow. having already paid to put it's deep state money, man. It's just fucking silly money rolling about, you know. Honestly, that that sounds wild. But if you go to Edinburgh in August, like any year now, it's just it's Matt Ford City. It's already a deeply Tory city. Let's face it, but. Particularly, particularly with Matt Ford's bulbous head plastered on every <laughs> flat surface and, and most of the rounded surfaces. It's a vision of hell. It's like, this is what Britain would look like if Labour had actually remained in a, in a centrist, sort of centre-right role and eventually got in because the Tories are a joke. It's just Matt Ford's vision of Britain. <laughs> well, uh, because you had your little bit about Fordy there, unfortunately, you completely fucked up my segue into the gape section of the show. We can rewind about a couple of minutes if you. Well, you know, uh, I, I will pretend it didn't happen. M's mom was visiting, and I have my drawings pinned up all over the guest room. So she was asking, who's this, to my portrait of Mike Gapes. <laughs> and I had to explain that whole thing. <laughs> Just like, oh. did you explain, well, you see, he really likes milk. I think yeah. I said he's a British politician who gave a speech about milk that was just amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always awkward having to explain, like, Twitter politics overlap stuff to... To, to people that aren't extremely online. Oh my god! Like <laughs> then, when I'm I'm sitting in the kitchen with my mum and I l- start laughing at something and she's like, "Oh what?" And then I've got to give all this like background <laughs> yeah, to explain why it's funny. Yeah. yeah, I met with an old friend the other day and they very sporadically use Twitter and I'd had to broadly explain who Mike Gapes was. She sort of heard of him because she's, she's quite political but didn't know like the the full milk backstory and all this right? yeah. <laughs> and then I was a, a, dreading these sort of conversations and she's like oh what funny accounts do you follow I follow Stratham Rovers you know it's like <laughs> already aware of the Trevor Bastard extended universe about half of it like fuck we're winning we're winning the culture yeah wars. then the gates <laughs> should make sense in those cases to be honest I think that the gates thing it kind of makes sense all you've got to do is see that one video and then you're like okay yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know, just that magnetic charisma, that yeah. dazzling rhetorical flair. It's his body language, his voice, yeah. everything. It's just... The dance of the Joker, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest scenes in film history. <laughs> yeah, someone needs to just stick a bunch of Gary Glitter over that. <laughs> over the milk speech. Or at the very least, the Oasis song that plagiarises Gary Glitter. Yeah, that, that's probably morally slightly better. Just marginally. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I, so I've heard that Gary Glitter is not making profits from the Joker. Yeah. It's, the thing is, though, it's not, like, really that good a thing because there's tons of artists who aren't paedophiles like Gary Glitter mm-hmm. who will be getting ripped off in similar ways by their record company. <laughs> so yeah, it's I not a good thing. A few years ago, to be fair, and it was just a very sad, maudlin interview with the members of the Glitter Band, and they're like, look, <laughs> it was only our extremely famous frontman that was a massive paedophile. We're all just normal job-in session musicians <laughs> since the 70s, and, and now oh, no one books God. us anymore. <laughs> oh, man. From what I've heard, actually, Glitter has made a bunch of money off the uh, Oasis tune, so uh, <laughs> so okay. I th- maybe there's like different record contracts, you know, or something at play there. So yeah, Oasis, uh, morally worse than the Joker. Okay, it's good to have that on a scale, you know. Yeah. The true agent of chaos in our sick so-called society is, in fact, Noel Gallagher. (laughs) So, Gapes. 
<laughs> basically. That's what I wanted to get to. So, Mike Gapes has been in fighting form today on Twitter. Some guy who looks extremely middle-aged and complacent, ramoning from the political cesspit of Ilford, followed by Mike Gapes, 146 followers. I won't... So I won't name and shame this dude but he's like gee won't settle brexit because many people will vote on other issues god forbid it (laughs) won't settle (laughs) other issues as many people will vote on brexit but in any case you are a far better representative for ilford south than the appalling sam tarry would ever be and gapes not being particularly magnanimous towards his labor opponent says thank you if there is to be an early election, I look forward to defeating Corbyn's candidate and continuing to represent all my constituents in Ilford South. Hashtag remain with Mike. <laughs> I'm loving hashtag remain with Mike because I've checked the hashtag and it is all my fans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. It is literally just like I don't need to name search to find out, you know, to find people saying nice things about me because that poses the risk of people saying non nice things about me. <laughs> Whereas if I click remain with Mike, it is all watching my jokes grow wings and fly. <laughs> and and my my Gapes himself is actually then helping curate this by using a hashtag. <laughs> you could almost say that inch by inch, Change UK, the independent group for change, are understanding how to communicate on social media. <laughs> Somebody asked Mike why he won't be joining the Lib Dems, and he says, "Because I am a social democrat." Read this. Uh, and he, he sh- <laughs> that sounds like a seg into handing out some fucking trot leaflet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Read Gapes- this paper. <laughs> so, like, basically, Gapes has linked to an article that he's written for Radix UK. Radix, think tank for the radical centre. Oh, um, my fucking God. I'm going to need to update my fucking hedge fund grift things. If you search for Radix, it's not even on the first... Oh, no, it is. Radix think tank for the radical centre of contemporary politics. Here we go. Radix seems to, like, be Norman Lamb's primary platform for advocating the legalisation of cannabis. <laughs> like, I, I noticed three different pieces just on their press page right near the top all of which are quoting or written by Norman Lamb and are advocating cannabis decriminalisation. But yeah, Gapes has written a piece for Radix called It's Difficult, But We Still Need a Mainstream Radical Centre. And someone actually DM'd me about this piece, like, fucking hell, that Gapes article is written at a low reading age. His mind is dying. And it's, uh, so it's, it's got a picture of Aisha Hazaraki? Yes, yeah. With... Rory Stewart and, I don't know, some cunt. Like, I haven't a clue who the other guy is. This is blatant. This is 100% a Lib Dem think tank, isn't it? Because, like, half yeah. the articles are tagged revitalising liberal democracy, and <laughs> those and a lot of the other design elements on there have the same piss yellow colour as made famous from the Twitter diamonds. <laughs> are the Extinction yeah. Rebels too like the Light Brigade? No. <laughs> there we go, I've saved you an article 
How far so can the USA are... decline? Quite far. <laughs> like, they're getting ripped off whatever they're paying per word for these mugs. <laughs> so this article contains the major revelation that one of the formative meetings that led to the formation of Change UK took place at a farm. <laughs> I wonder who chose that venue. <laughs> I know a great little place. It's out of the way. <laughs> we can be close to nature. Got... They go there and you can't fucking hear anything because there's just so much like cow mooing and like milking <laughs> sounds and just like industrial milking gear chugging away. <laughs> I can just imagine when they're initially planning this, you've got Chris Leslie, Chucker and one of people like that as the obvious people who see themselves as the ringleaders. So they're dividing mm. up all the different responsibilities for like organising this and selling it and everything. And then they've, they've got Mike Gapes helping them out and they're like, look, he's not going to be leader, but he's loyal, he's on our side. Let's give him something <laughs> to do to keep him important, but where he can't do really any harm. Here we go, Mike. You, you pick the venue, you sort us out a venue, all right? There's going to be about ten of us, you know, just sort out a venue. And he's just there, like, rubbing his hands, his eyes lighting up. You don't, they don't know what they've done. Straight away, he's bringing around every farm in a hundred-mile radius. <laughs> available for private functions. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, here's a bit from Gates's Radix article. Sorry, were you going to say another thing in a Gates voice? No. <laughs> that's that's quite that's that's too much for me if anything. We thought we had to like set up a new centrist party, but the time but time was very tight. We had no membership, no infrastructure, no organisational network. You've got no friends. You don't know Drowns. We had just five staff, four of whom were Angela Smith's husband. And the Electoral <laughs> Commission rules did not make it easy. They rejected our first proposed name of the independent group. They rejected our logo with its hashtag, and we had no time to register another one. <laughs> then we said we had... Then... They said we had to have one named leader, not a collective leadership. Chukaramuna turned down the role of leader to remain as spokesperson, and Heidi Allen became interim leader. We did, just in time, manage to get registered as Change UK, the independent group. Uh... Uh, oh, hang on, here we go. We we selected 70 candidates out of 3,700 applicants. The MPs and others <coughs> spent Good Friday and Easter weekend interviewing. We did employ a company to vet social media, but they failed to do a good enough job, and we had to remove some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stalin. <laughs> yeah, just vicious Gapesian purges. We got out millions of leaflets. <laughs> like bins were full of them, they have been in so long. We organised rallies all over the country. I mean, they had we... fucking old fashioned cars with microphones stuck to the roof driving around Glasgow's call centre district where, where I fucking work, right? I, I love like... how they were literally just saying, don't vote Labour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, vote for the Brexit party. If you must, just don't vote Labour. <laughs> Gape says, We produced a party political broadcast. We built a core 
of dedicated activists. <laughs> Francis Wheatman, Nora Mulready, Gavin Essler, who seems to, I think, be a Lib Dem now. Yeah, someone who used to be in the Long Pigs, Sophie Ellis Bexter's <laughs> dad. Yeah, yeah, not Sophie Ellis Bexter herself. No, no it was no, all that's... the stars, you know? <laughs> I had hoped uh, for a 5 to 8% overall share and for perhaps one seat in London and one in the southeast. But a combination of our own mistakes and events prevented that. <laughs> and events. The events being lots of people independently going, hang on, this lot of clowns, fuck that, you know? Like, this guy's called Mike Gapes, I'm not voting for them. <laughs> the Lib Dems clearly had a boost from a local election campaign and they capitalised on that. Oh, here we go, this is the fucking good shit, man. We also suffered from Lib Dem dirty tricks. <laughs> there was never any possibility that there could have been one Remain Alliance list. The Greens had ruled it out last year. The DeHaunt electoral list system made a joint list impossible. And contrary to what they claimed, the Lib Dems never proposed it to us. The gapes there, shining a light on the fucking Lib Dem lies. Who could have seen the Lib Dems using dirty tricks in election <laughs> campaigns, you know? <laughs> who, who knew that there were poisonous snakes who only care about advancing their own cause, which is their careers? You'd need to be quite an experienced political operator to know that the Lib Dems were a bit dodgy, you know? Like, for example, yeah. <laughs> literally every member of their shithouse little change group. <laughs> okay, but it gets even better. In fact, they set out to kill us <laughs> so much for the kind of gentler politics live dems just abseiling through gapes window at night and trying to smother him with a pillow he's like no smashes a milk bottle off their head manages to just escape it's honestly um, like one of those sort of theoretical questions like which would you rather fight one angry horse sized duck or like ten lib dems who, you know <laughs> One the least intimidating sort of collective group of human beings you can imagine <laughs> or one Mike Gapes well that, that's not even a question is it he, he <laughs> he, you know he's someone that could easily be described in gushing broadsheet interviews with him as like veteran bruiser of the centre yeah well what was funny was when Chuka and stuff were saying all that mighty Mike Gapes stuff and saying how they always wanted to be in a party with him and shit like that and then you could just see on Chuka's face that he was dying inside and then he left and uh, and now he's just off there like glad handling the capitalists you know just kind of just like yeah, yeah the Lib Dems are a real party of business exactly yeah. he's his best self loving life Anyway, Gapes continues. And by a combination of the Lib Dems' efforts and serious errors by some of our leadership, not me though, they were very successful. <laughs> but despite our interim leader, Heidi Allen, Mrs. Heidi Allen, calling for tactical voting for other parties and suppressing our vote, we still managed to get 3.4% and almost 600,000 votes. There was, inevitably, a post-mortem discussion, and our group of 11 MPs split in two. Five of us 
Anna Soubry. I mean, it was a dreadful, it was a dreadful campaign. Chris Leslie. I'm afraid. Anne Coffey. This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. Joan Ryan. Welcome to Top 5 Facts. In today's installment, we're counting down the five most brutal and surprising facts that we could find out about war crimes. And myself. Geraint, looks like I don't have to ask you who's in Kirk. Thank you, the big man has provided this info for me. Oh, we know that election season's serious business because Jack's remembered how to look up Wikipedia himself. <laughs> <laughs> As I said to Kay Burley on Sky TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> As I said to Kay Burley on Sky TV, Change UK was like an acorn and we needed to give it time to grow into a tree. I love, I love that he doesn't say to grow into a mighty oak or anything. It's just, uh, he's appended it there, but the original line was a big tree, which is brilliant. Yeah, a big tree, exactly. Yeah, you fucking old tree. He's not only said that, but he's picked it out like, oh, that's a great line. I'm going to use everything I write from now on and not amend it, not paraphrase myself and call it a big oak or mighty (laughs) oak or something. To plant the seed that grows from an acorn into a big tree. This is classic gapes. (laughs) This is me at my best. It's just like, it's the typically like kind of nomic pronunciation, you know? <laughs> a big tree. A big from an acorn <laughs> to a big tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Gapes is just fucking laying into the turncoats now. Um, I think we're just going to dedicate the entire back half of this episode to Gapes, by the way, because there's another thing about him that I've got to get to. <laughs> but the other six decided it was too difficult. And they said at the time that they wished to cease being a party and preferred to return to being independents. Subsequently, four of them have joined the Liberal Democrats. At the same time, we also had to comply with a legal agreement reached following threatened legal action brought by the AmericanChange.org company. That's <laughs> the Americanism obje- from Gapes there. That's, uh, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah, I know he's like... He's- fucking big corporations <laughs> bloody imperialists someone's shown mike gapes his first michael moore film or something and he's, he's kicking <laughs> off he's rebelling it's incredible <laughs> gapes follows libcom now <laughs> <laughs> they had objected to our name they probably object they saw mike gapes on the form and they were like why is this person registering under a false name? Why has this <laughs> pornographic actor chosen to sign official documentation under his stage name? This is not the done thing. But yeah, they objected to our name. We had agreed to change it after polling day. As a result, Change UK was renamed and is now registered at the Electoral Commission okay. as the Independent Group for Change. My overall conclusion is that our experience shows how hard it is to try and establish a new party from scratch. Oh, wow. Okay, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He's learnt lessons here. But it does not negate the need for a new centre-left, social democratic or centre-right one nation conservative traditions. (laughs) Fuck off, games. To work together. Our country 
is dangerously polarised and the Liberal Democrats are doing nowhere near well enough to challenge the old extremist-led Johnson, Conservative or Corbyn Labour parties. <laughs> it is time that all the moderate Social Democrats and One Nation Conservatives and Liberals came together to stop the extremism which is going to damage our country for decades to come. Yeah, yeah. Stop the extremism. 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 I mean, the way the system's set up, like, the Lib Dems would have to get fucking 55% or something stupid to form a sort of majority anyway. So, I mean... It just shows how much of the kind of the gapes, the gape site anti-leftism is yeah. just kind of will, willful destructiveness. How, how big a tree are we eventually talking about here, Mike? Because <laughs> <laughs> the system's not going to be any more favourable to a newer party. General Sherman, that you know, it's the name of a really big tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, my overall con- my overall conclusion. Yeah, oh no, I already did that bit. Um, uh, they they would need to be. Con- Consistently above thirty percent, not around twenty percent to do that. The gapes just hates no. the Lib Dems, man. <laughs> Final paragraph: Gapes like just reiterates that he just fucking hates the Lib Dems. <laughs> there support. remain, yeah, there remain a significant number of people who, for good reasons, will not join the Liberal Democrats. I believe there is space. For sensible mainstream radical politics of the centre left and centre right, fucking hell! I'm not sure there's a sentence space for for that. Um, and it is vital that those of us from that tradition remain actively engaged and fight for a better way forward for our country and. The milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's I didn't read the first few paragraphs of that because they were all just him like saying that Corbyn supports Assad and stuff. So I, all right, so yeah. I, I decided you didn't need to hear that. Just all the stuff about how difficult it was to form Change UK was great shit. True. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely learned the lessons of his shit failed party. Yeah. Hashtag remain with Mike. I'm not a Liberal Democrat, and I won't be joining the Liberal Democrats. Uh, if, if I'd have wanted to do that, I would have done that when I left the Labour Party after 50 years. I have no intention of doing that, and I will remain with the Independent Group for Change. And are you going to stand at the next election, whatever it may be? Well, I've made the decision uh, just in the last few days when I was away on holiday, I will be standing, if there is an early general election, uh, to uh, remain with Mike in Ilford South. Similarly, Gapes was also in Parliament today, uh, <laughs> so uh, and, and once again he decided to take the opportunity, use his platform to fucking lay into his pathetic, failing ex cucktig turncoat colleagues. So <laughs> Gapes said, "We are apparently approaching the season of goodwill." When we are supposed to have Christmas parties in our primary schools, why just in our primary schools? <laughs> and wish and each why other's... just Christmas parties, huh? The way that Gapes talks about normal things, it's always just like an alien observing human life. <laughs> like, Christmas parties are a thing that they have in 
primary schools. <laughs> Just happens that the day he turned up to Earth, they were having a Christmas party in a primary school. <laughs> and wish each other's season's greetings. I hope that people who want a season of goodwill have not been watching these exchanges. Little <laughs> self-deprecating Gapes joke about Parliament and its divisive ways there. Classic Gapes. Classic Gapes. They say that turkeys do not vote for an early Christmas. That is probably true. Uh, Gapes, by the way, voted against a new general election today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He says that is probably true. But it is also apparent that some people have been on chicken runs from one constituency to another. (laughs) And you Uh. have the chicken! Interruptions. I don't know what someone's probably like. Shut up, you can't. Like, no, I am standing in Ilford South. I am not running anywhere. I am standing in my own constituency. To which Kevin Brennan, Labour's shadow minister for digital culture, media, and media and sports (brackets art and arts and heritage), so mm-hmm. presumably just a fucking lame as fuck Tom Watson apparatchik. But nonetheless, I respect the honourable gentleman. Kevin Brennan says, Started "Was he referring? <laughs> Was he referring to former members of the Independent Group for Change when he talked about those who were on chicken runs?" from one constituency to another. (laughs) To which Gates responded, The people who are doing it and who perhaps will do it know who they are. I will not name them. (laughs) Gates just dropping the salt in Parliament. (laughs) Just sort of that trademark Mike Gates smoke being sent in the way of all these fucking traitors who betrayed his, you know... uh, treachery party. I genuinely get the vibe he's been watching far too much Game of Thrones he's been maybe binging on it or something and he's just got this idea he's gonna like die a noble death defending his, his throne or something you know he's gonna he's, I, I, I've lived in this well, probably... all my life and I'm going to die in it. No but he probably will, will because that, but, me. Because there was that anonymous tip that we received from somebody who we can't name who used to work for Gapes who said that he genuinely thought that Gapes had his last heart attack because he hates Corbyn so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm worried about him, for Christ's sake. I don't want all that fucking fire rhetoric to stop. <laughs> like yeah, okay, it would be fine if it you know didn't take place in Parliament. But come on, come on, Mike. I do worry about your health. I don't want you to yeah. fucking, you know, I don't want you to have another heart attack, man. It, Please, it, it would be a big hit against this podcast the day he dies. It would. Yeah. We'd have to find a new joke. For fuck's yeah. sake! Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, don't make us think of a new human. joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh. Man. Mike Gates! Mr. Speaker, we are apparently approaching the season of goodwill. And um, we are supposed to have Christmas parties in our primary schools, and we are all supposed to wish each other season's greetings. I do hope that people who want a season of goodwill have not been watching these exchanges today. They say that people who are turkeys don't vote for an early Christmas. That is probably true. 
But it's also apparent that some people have been on chicken runs from one constituency to another. And, and it's, it seems to me, though I'm standing in Ilford South, I'm not running anywhere. I'm standing for my own constituency. Thank you very much. I'll give one. Yes. respect the Honourable Member. I wonder whether he was referring to former members of the independent group when he said they were on the chicken run from one constituency to another. Uh, the people who are doing it, and perhaps who will do it, know who they are. I'm not going to name yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up for now because I just want to... Yeah, I, I think we've dedicated so much time to Mike Gapes this episode, but we haven't <laughs> yeah. really got much time for anything else if we want to get this released really quickly. Yeah, if we're going for shorter episodes, quicker turnarounds. Yeah, this yeah, is coming up I for mean, an hour, I've an hour and 15. I've been on here for almost an hour now. Yeah. yeah okay well let's so yeah let's leave it at that then i think we basically we ha- obviously haven't been able to talk about everything i would like to say actually that man the green party fucking suck like zero fucking <laughs> sympathy for people voting for that absolute pile of shit that I, doesn't my res- count people back in 2015 right no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, no. Although, actually, I did vote Labour in 2015. No, I mean, my respect for Caroline Lucas since that time has fucking plummeted, yeah. man. Here and she I is today. <laughs> she posts a picture of herself with a bunch of Tories, melts, fucking losers, nerds, and nobodies. A small number, she says, but proud. Some of us voting against general election. And also, this is fucked up because Gapes voted against for general election and she hasn't bothered to include him in the pick. (laughs) Some of us voting against general election. We believe it cannot resolve hashtag Brexit and refuse to hand PM election he craves. Well, what about resolving the hashtag Tories being in government issue? Yeah, that, that um, minor little detail, right? If you want a specific answer on Brexit, you have to ask a specific question. That's why the only way forward is people's vote. Has- with a hashtag, obviously. Uh, damn, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's not Fuck. like any, like major party vying for government has endorsed a again so-called people's vote i'm not gonna say (laughs) people's vote without a caveat you know it's not like that's part of labor's fucking election plan now or anything so yeah zero sympathy for for these absolute pathetic fucking hand ringers man here's another tweet from the official green party account a hashtag general election 2019 looks increasingly likely this won't resolve the brexit stalemate the answer would be to listen to the calls for a people's vote. And then they've posted a picture of one of the melt rallies there. It's, I just, you know, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck, it's, fucking it's three and a half years since Brexit happened, and you've not come up with a better strategy than send EU Supergirl in front of the cameras with <laughs> some nice middle-class people on a day out behind them. Even I've... if they'd managed to get a second referendum, there's no thought of how they're going to win it. And that's what people have been saying for three and a half years now. And they're yeah. still just yelling into thin air, you know? And now that Labour have adopted the Green New Deal, which is the most radical set of environmental policies by a major political party, um, uh, you know, it ever, but possibly. I mean, am I, am I yeah, exaggerating sure. it, there? It, it, in decades at the very, very least. Possibly ever, yeah, yeah. Well, it's and the of most course, necessary one ever, fucking hell. Yeah, and I mean, it's fucking rattled the, the you know, fossil fuel pumping capitalists and everything. Mm-hmm. You had, we had the CB guy, uh, sit at, um, what's it called? Business fucking... 
I know what you mean. Yeah. John McDonnell yeah. goes along and has cups of tea with them. Those guys, they were basically like, hey, 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 no zero carbon emissions by 2030 is way too extreme. Let's do it by 2050. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. You just want your capitalist <laughs> mates to have another 20 years to fucking make money off the backs of the poor while the planet dies. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck yeah. capital. Fuck business, yeah. to quote Boris Johnson. Let's elect a strong Boris Johnson government to get a hard deal, <laughs> a hard Brexit through... No, uh, <laughs> no, but really, like, you can kind of say, oh, of a Green Party, they've got, like, policies even more radical than Labour. It's like... But they're not candidates for government. Who cares if they've got, like, hypothetical policies, you know? I really... I just think it's such a self-indulgence, man. Yep. Honestly. Mm. Is that it? We done? <laughs> Spend. I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I want to highlight it just as well, just so we can get a chance to get around to it. I tweeted out earlier an open letter that's going around in support of trans Labour members. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We retweeted it today. Obviously, when this comes out in a day or two, this episode, I will retweet it again from the account. Okay, but basically, Hornsey and Wood Green have passed an incredibly dodgy motion in support of Women's Place UK. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's, it's fucked basically, up. Basically, it's not really compatible with Labour's existing policies on equality, really, but it's passed. Yeah, all with, and, you know, basic decency, yeah. human rights. Oh, oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. Something similar is coming up at Tottenham CLP as well, so okay. sort of need to stamp this out so it doesn't spread. As I say, I'm going to retweet that whenever this episode comes out, so by the time you're listening to this, you should be able to find that easily on our feed, unless you're like me and you always have a backlog and you leave it a week or two to, <laughs> to actually <laughs> listen to the episodes, in which yeah. case... They'll probably still be going around, or you can probably still yell at people responsible on Twitter about it. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I, obviously, we already established. You know, I'm an unwavering supporter of the Conservative Party. Will be campaigning very hard for them yes. in this coming election. But I mean, I would like to shout out my favourite Tory journalist, Peter Oborn, and say <laughs> that the fucking Blairites who are slagging him off because he's anti-war are not fit to lick his fucking boots. And yeah. you know, I I would be just as embarrassed as you guys are if there was a Tory who is genuinely to the left of me on numerous major issues. So. <laughs> Just to conclude, like, I guess, you know, middle finger up to the Blairites as always. Fuck you guys. You're not going to fuck this election campaign up. We're fucking coming for you. We're going to win. Jog on with your daft ideas, etc. Yeah. That's about the size of it, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the motto for the next few weeks. Here we fucking go. Thank you, everybody. Thank you yes. for listening. Vote Labour. Thanks. Yes. Keep the false news machine rolling. Yes, yes, yes. Do that. <laughs> The St. Petersburg Troll Factories and the RP Propaganda Machine <laughs> are ready. My gapes. Mr. Speaker, the uh, St. Petersburg Troll Factories and the RP Propaganda Channel are already gearing up to spread misinformation. Couldn't we at least do a little bit more to expose this and particularly... I'm a dad Who's lost the right to see his children 
But still I have my friends Like the Tony Blair Institute And the Brussels bureaucrats I'm a two-time guest on the Romaniacs I am a melt I am a Tory I'm a cop And I've taken down your details Cause you just said I was too right wing You just said that we were right, right, too right wing I am a subscriber to New Statesman magazine And my favourite jolly and jolly and green I am a melt I am a Tory Don't talk of jazz And especially Diane Abbott Not that I'm racist or anything I'm really scared of Brexit But there's one thing I fear more When the hard left folks come knocking at my door I am a melt I am a Tory And a melt always melts And Corbyn supports ISIS It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing